Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of April 13th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Chris, in today's digital age, your online reputation, as we all know, is crucial. With customers relying on online reviews, your first impression is also compared directly with your competitors. Sure is. And Reed, consider this. 86% of patients today read online reviews and 73% demand that that healthcare provider has a minimum four-star rating. Demand. They demand it. Yeah, they do. Well, to stand out, choose reputation to help amplify your brand and to build trust. Be the provider of choice in your area, understand patient sentiment, get actionable insights, and even foster patient loyalty. And look, here's the easy way you could do that. All you need to do is go visit reputation.com slash touchpoint. That's reputation.com slash touchpoint, where you can download their healthcare online reputation management guide and build a reputation that performs for you. Our lead story today is from TheVerge.com that answers the 12 biggest questions about Apple and Google's new COVID-19 tracking project. Last Friday, Apple and Google announced a new protocol for tracking the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. While similar projects have been successful in Singapore and other countries, it still remains to be seen whether U.S. public health agencies are going to be able to manage such a project, even with the biggest tech companies in the world lending a hand. When someone gets sick with a new disease like COVID-19, public health workers try to contain the spread by tracking down and quarantining everyone that infected person has been in contact with. This is a process called contact tracing, and it's critical for containing outbreaks. Through this project, Apple and Google have built an automated contact tracing system. It's different from conventional contact tracing, and is probably most useful when combined with conventional means. Because it's coming from Apple and Google using functionality that will eventually be built on Android and iPhones at an OS level, the scale of this project can potentially reach 3 billion phones around the world. But this is not an app. It's just a root framework back-end capabilities on which apps can be developed, allowing your phone and other phones that have been nearby to periodically blast out a small, unique, and anonymous piece of code derived from that phone's unique ID. Other phones within range receive that code and remember it. Then, when a person using this receives a positive diagnosis, they can submit their ID code to a central database, allowing it to run a local scan to see whether any of the codes in its log matches IDs in the database. If there's a match, you'll get an alert on your phone saying you've been potentially exposed. Now, while it's unclear of how this will actually happen, it's assumed that only legitimate healthcare providers will be able to submit a diagnosis to ensure only confirmed diagnoses generate alerts with the hope of avoiding trolls and hypochondriacs flooding the system. The system is built on Bluetooth technology and can potentially have a reach as far as 100 meters from your phone, but it may not be connecting that wide. Social distancing rules typically recommend staying six feet away from others in public. And while that could easily change as we learn more about how COVID spreads, we also have to be wary of sending out so many alerts so that the app becomes useless. But again, Apple and Google are not building this app. 
the system will be built into official public health apps, which will send out signals in the background. And those apps will have to be built by state-level health agencies, not tech companies, which means the agencies will be in charge of a lot of the important decisions of how to notify users and what to recommend if a person has been exposed. And while your phone is keeping a log of all the proximity ideas it receives, that log should never leave your phone. As long as your specific log stays on your specific device, it's protected by the same device encryption that protects your texts and your emails, and therefore technically it will not be easy to detect who specifically you've been in contact with. When this is actually released, users can opt out of contact tracing. It'll be a simple toggle in the OS. But that really begs a question, now that we're facing this global pandemic, what is our individual role in helping to support public health? Is the concept of data privacy shifting? Read more about this by following the link in the show notes. And now other headlines from this week. mhealthintelligence.com reports that a group of lawmakers is urging CMS to expand mHealth coverage for mental health services during the coronavirus pandemic by allowing Medicare patients to use audio-only phone platforms to talk to care providers. Wired Magazine reports that the influencer economy is hurtling towards a recession. For years, the influencer economy has operated in boon times. Even before the pandemic, brands were already starting to prioritize longer-term collaborations with influencers versus one-off partnerships. The recession stands to remake the industry and in some ways force it to grow up. For influencers, massive followings alone won't guarantee security. Those who can't connect with their followers or prove their value to brands may find that their place in the industry grows precarious. The Harvard Business Review featured an article this week called Assessing Coronavirus's Impact on Your Business Model. When a crisis like the pandemic hits an organization, executives need to assess the impact on their business, both immediately and over the long term. This article outlines a framework that can help executives identify business model risks and opportunities that the crisis presents. To start, you should look at the four core dimensions of your business model, customers, value propositions, value demonstrations, and capabilities. Second, analyze the connections between these dimensions within your organization. And third, define realistic objectives for your organization during and after the crisis. You can read more of this informative article via the link in the show notes. Lastly, we're excited to share that Touchpoint Media will soon be launching a new 10-part podcast called The New Normal, Conversations on the Future of Healthcare. Listen in now to this promo. The healthcare industry is facing unprecedented times. COVID-19 has upended our economy, disrupted the normal flow of our everyday lives, and made our hospitals and health systems the front line of battle during this public health crisis. And as our industry responds to COVID-19, some of us are beginning to wonder, how will we return to business as usual? And what does that even look like? Hi, I'm Chris Boyer, the host of The New Normal, Conversations About the Future of Healthcare, a new podcast from Touchpoint Media. I'm excited to invite you to listen in. Through interviews with leading industry experts covering topics ranging from public health, policy, marketing, data privacy, and digital health, each episode will dare to ask, what is the new normal? So please take a moment to subscribe to The New Normal on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
And that's it for today's TPS5. If you like the latest in healthcare news and want it in a readable format delivered to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to our e-newsletter, The TPS Report, available on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Plus, you can learn more about all the other podcasts on our network. Stay safe, and for those that can, please stay at home. And for those essential frontline workers, doctors, nurses, support staff, grocery and supply chain workers, thank you for your service and helping us in this time of crisis. We are flattening the curve, and we'll talk to you next week.